it's another very good afternoon to all of our wonderful listeners here at 88.3 Southern FM Sounds of the Bayside as we will yet again plot and plunder through another afternoon of mindless mystery, mirth and merriment uh, and everything else that comes in between. And as always, on the tools and with the stings and songs at his fingertips in a bubble in a parallel universe... I'm Scotty, he's Rutsy, we're two smoking guns. Good afternoon to you, Rutsy. And good afternoon to you, Scotty. <laughs> it's a bit of a it? <laughs> you, yeah, well, you do bang on with your intros, but I do love it so much. It's very good. I've, uh, I've, I've got a spring in my step this week. I think a few of us have got a spring in our step this week because we've, yep. been, we've been released a bit, Scotty. Yes. We've, we're sort of allowed out of jail. Some we've, of the shackles have yeah, been broken. Yeah, some of the shackles have broken and lifted. And uh, I went to a pub. And it was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, We uh, last saw each other last Sunday, and I I ventured to a a public house on Monday. Oh, very good. And I was very excited, and guess what I ate? What was my lunchtime special? It was a Palmer and chips. Well, it was the Palmer with, without the cheese without and the, the tomato. Chips. I had the schnitty. You had the schnitty. Uh, a schnitty and beers, and uh, it was fair. it was oh. like um, it's like that. Uh, it's like no. no Nelson Mandela being released. It was, a, it, was, it was like that scene in the Shawshank Redemption when uh, when Denzel. No, it wasn't Denzel Washington. Who was the bloke? Uh, it was no it yeah, Morgan, Freeman. Morgan Freeman when he Freeman. when he when he when he gets free. So. Well, at least it wasn't the Last Supper. No, it wasn't. And uh, of course, <laughs> the and, first supper. And of course, the footy's back too. Footy's so, back. Um, footy's back. And uh, oh, we're counting down the hours, mate. Four, four, four hours a couple of turgid games of football yes. reminds us that uh, it's probably not all we. Wanted it to be, but no, footy's back, yep. and uh, things are starting to open up, mate. I'm starting to feel, yeah. oh, we're, we're getting allowed to go out. The shoulders, it's are, be good. shoulders are back a bit, and you know, yeah. a bit more oxygen So it's in. a good feeling. Well, and, but, of course, it's Sunday, and here we are, and we've got tons to talk about. Well, it's a bit weird, though. Why? Well, we've swapped studios. Well, you know, it's We're like still in ISO. Every day, you know, and, you've got to and, mix it up, mate. You know, I, I've come in, I, I've been, you know... I. I've been used to the red. I've got yeah. red all around me. Now I'm sitting here. I've got blue all around yeah, me. So, we've so you're switched in the red up the room. room. I'm it's in the a, blue room. It's a visual matter. pun. The listeners don't really understand that. Nah, that's uh, all we right. are in separate studios still. But we've swapped it up. That's okay. But I've got tons to talk about, man. I've got to talk about the golden ticket. Oh. I want to talk about statues today. They're in the news. Yep. For all the wrong reasons. So is the golden ticket about Willy Wonka? No, it's actually about the footy. Oh. I'll segue ah. to that later Later on. Very good. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, Faulty Towers has been in the news. Oh, please. <laughs> we, we, uh, uh, we're not going to have a big whack at that. We're today, having a whack at we? that today. Yep. And, uh, sure. And the political correctness that's seeping into comedy. We'll have a whack oh, at that today. Yeah. Got a little story about a Cambodian man who's decorating his garden with... Uh, Mortar shells and artillery. Oh, yeah. very good. Very good story. Yeah. I want to talk seriously today about Save Our Scene, which is the initiative that, yep. that is in support of our music fraternity. Yes. Um, I want to talk about the Chinese a bit. They're always in the news. <laughs> and I do, um, my favourite story of the week, and I think this is the one we combined on. I want to talk about uh, Trump and the and, oh, and the Rocket Man and yeah, uh, golf, and yeah, we'll get yeah, to that yeah. in a minute. Well, and, and, the, and the whole backstory, yep. uh, really, to that um, uh, is about his alleged cheating. Oh, cheating, we, and we're going to dissect that. <laughs> so it's just gold. But no, I can't wait for that. That's a beauty. Uh, well, I'll share some things with you, old son. Um, uh, one of the banks is sending their staff back to school, and you you, you won't believe what they're going to go back and learn. But What's that? 
anyway, we'll, no, no, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, get, oh, we'll get to it. Uh, Boris has uh, had another say on uh, Kush Mukundi. Oh, yes. Uh, so there's a bit of that. I found the beautiful uh, Delvine Delane. Oh. And I'm going to, and that's back in sort of the, the PC, yeah. can't have this show, can't do that. So I'm going to add her piece, and it's a lovely piece that she's written to. She's a national treasure. Uh, there's a man who's uh, going to um, sue, uh, or is in the process of um, suing and seeking uh, damages uh, from the big wedgie. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with that. And uh, there's a couple of blokes that break out of jail, and uh, I'll talk to you about them. That's pretty interesting. And then somebody has beautifully penned um, some uh, words uh, about uh, the lockdown and the virus and football, um, all to the... Um, all to the tune of Up There Kazali. So I, for the sake of us remaining on air beyond this week, I promise not to sing it. Yeah. I'll sort of turn it into a bit of a poem. A spoken word piece. Yeah, I'll just I'll make it a spoken word piece, but if you can just imagine the uh, the music of Up yeah. There Kazali as the bed underneath of it. Right. Um, I'll share it with you because it was really very beautifully, it was really well written, very clever. Um, and then what else did I have? Oh, yeah, well, there's, uh, there's some hydroelectric cars coming that uh, I'm going to ask you how much you reckon they might be at some point so mm-hmm. we'll get back to that um, and then uh, outside of that um, I think we'll just uh, pontificate over what comes up and if anybody wants to share something with us um, please do um, send us an SMS 0404 um, welcome any uh, any feedback you want to give a shout out say hello to someone um, give us a little story whatever it is who do you barrack for it, you know let us know and uh, we'd love to hear from you now um, I also just want to follow on if I may and I, and I think you you can support me here with some music but my, my dear mate and friend of the program the skipper that we spoke about last week yep uh, not sure if he's uh, listening to us this week hope he is and uh, mate hope you're having a good day um, and uh, things are going uh, things are going well um, and thinking of you uh, as always mate and uh, stay strong and uh, have a yeah, positive frame of mind about um, about everything because uh, uh, that's exactly how we think about uh, about you and I've, we've got another little tune that uh, we think's probably uh, even closer to you and uh, and your your dear partner, and uh, we uh, we'd like to to play this for you today, mate. And uh, if you are listening, uh, we hope you enjoy it. And um, I think it's going to be over to you, music man. Yeah. So um, all the best, uh, Skipper. And here's a little song called "Something Like You" by Van Morrison. Someone exactly like you I've been traveling all around the world Waiting for you to come through Someone like you Make it all worthwhile Someone like you Keep me satisfied Someone exactly like you I've 
Baby, looking for someone exactly like you I've been carrying my heavy load Waiting for the light to come shining through Someone like you Make it all worthwhile Someone like you Some soul searching Find out where you were at I've been up and down the highway In all kinds of foreign lands Someone like you Make it all worthwhile Someone like you Keep me satisfied Someone like exactly like me I've been All around the world Marching to the beat Of a different drum But the lady I have realized Baby, the best Is yet to come Someone like you Bring it all worthwhile Someone like you Ever satisfied Someone exactly like you Morrison on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, indeed. It's uh, that's a lovely, uh, a lovely rendition that he does. So, uh, old skipper, I hope uh, hope you enjoyed that. I hope you heard it, and uh, all the best, old son. And we'll uh, we'll see you very soon. I uh, I saw Van Morrison live. Did you? He's a contrarian bugger. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. He's a pernickety. Oh, grumpy bastard. Oh, is he, he really is. Yeah. He, uh, he played at. Um, <laughs> I reckon it was the Palais. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the Palais Theatre. Yeah. And uh, went along, yeah. expecting you know, high hopes, because he's a bit of a legend, yeah, yeah. Van Morrison. Yeah, superstar. He's written tons of great tracks. And, yep. Um, played for an hour, walked off, had enough. That's That'll be it. Oh, and yeah. then uh, included in that hour was a medley of Brown Eyed Girl, um, A Wonderful Night for a Moon Dance, all mashed up into about one minute. And then he played extensive tracks off his latest album, walked off after an hour. <laughs> And left the punters wow. desperately wanting more, but uh, yeah, he's he's known for that. He's a bit precious and Just a bit a, um, a bit cranky, a bit cranky, <laughs> cranky. He is cranky eh? too, Scotty. Yes, the dancing school instructors are cranky. <laughs> There's another thing that's happened because of Corona. Dance schools face 
closure because of social distancing measures. I shouldn't laugh. Um, more than 150,000 dancers risk missing lessons unless there are immediate changes to restriction. Of course, yep. dancing, a um, bit hard to do the foxtrot and the... Uh, <laughs> And the uh, the jazz moves and the you know what of the polka we're, 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 when you got to be one point five apart it, or, it doesn't work so or, good. or wearing a hazmat suit yeah that's exactly right so um so yeah so the premiers oh, uh, there's a few letters going into Mr Mr Andrews oh, at the moment from various sources oh. there's another one from the dance fraternity and uh, the opposition leader said it's a bit silly. Victorian kids can sit next to each other in the classroom, yet Andrew says jazz or ballet is too risky. Well, jazz is quite risky. (laughs) (laughs) If you've tried it, and I don't know if you've tried to do one of those standing on your tippy-toe point things for ballet, uh, that's pretty hard too. Not lately. Not lately. (laughs) So there you go. Dance is cool. I just noticed that the other day. Uh, Hey, can I just give, um, I just want to give a quick shout out. There's a couple of young lads that, uh, young boys that are going to my house this afternoon and popping over for a visit and I'm sorry I can't be there at this stage but um, if, uh, if, if if Oscar and Lucas are listening in, just a little shout out to those lads and uh, hope you're having a nice afternoon and I'll um, and if you're still there a bit later on I'll, I'll catch you then. So g'day boys um, hope you're having a lovely Sunday. So Now we've got to get to this immediately because this has caused me great consternation <laughs> over the course of the week I, and I, I refer to Basil Fawlty. I'm concerned when something causes you great consternation. Well this is another classic <laughs> Example. Right, we've had a big week, right? We've had a big oh, yeah. week, and Black Lives Matter, and we we don't make fun of that at all. It's a very, very, right. very serious oh, issue, oh. and the whole um, cause around that, uh, I totally endorse. And the whole pe- there's a lot of pieces hit to this, so I don't want to unpack it too much. But when you are starting to take off episodes that were run. For 40 years ago or 50 years ago because they might contain something that's offensive to the current generation, we have all gone way, way awry. Seriously, this is an episode of the 70s sitcom Faulty Towers. It's set to be reinstated, thank God, on UK TV after the streaming service initially removed it because it contains racial slurs. Now, I'm not going to condone racism, but really, this is a little uh, little bit precious. Uh, the famous Don't Mention the War episode, which I'm sure we've all seen, um, is coming back. Um, but they'll be putting warnings on it, highlighting potentially offensive content and language, which is fine. They can yeah, do that. They yeah, can do that. That's yeah. fine. But uh, it was um, it was a very good series, if you remember. And the major major was the old fossil left yeah. over from the decades before, who, who and they had some German visitors, if you recall the episode. So and his mum. I don't want to open up the station to... Um, <laughs> You know, protesters out on the streets condoning the uh, the language coming out of the studio, and these are these are my comments only, Scotty. And I'm tap dancing right now. And but seriously, it was 1975. Yep. The world was a very, very different place back 100%. then. And uh, I think you've got to be making sure that everything that you're seeing now is culturally attuned. But back then, you can't blame them. It was 1975, different world, right? So, so it's let's absolutely go, bloody ridiculous. So that let's whole go, thing. So let's go back a step and. Um, uh, in terms of those programs, Benny Hill, the Dick Emery Show, Correct. Number Ninety Six, yep. the Paul Hogan Show, and that pro- probably might even be a, a reasonable little uh, segue for me to talk about Delvine now. Well, it's um, well, you, you know, get that in a minute, but the, the, right the, the, I tell you, who caught it really well was was our mate in the little paper, James. We he's he's gone with um, 
you can he's gone with cancel culture. It's turbocharged at the moment, <laughs> right? A number of films and TV programs have been deemed problematic and binned. This week, Netflix scrubbed four of Chris Lilly's shows from its streaming service for the Australian comedian's use of blackface back in previous series. Yep. Little Britain in the UK has uh, has been certain episodes have been removed. Gone with the Wind, the movie. Yeah. That's right. Long criticised for his racist depictions was pulled from HBO Max. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So whether or not you agree, and I look, I don't. Um, it's a it's a phenomenon. It's going to freight train, but he's he's turned it around. This is what I like about the boy. He's gone. It's our new favourite game. You cancelled. So uh, he goes. Listen up, people who are spamming us with throwback travel photos during isolation. You cancelled. Smug people pretending they're above Big Brother. We get you, you you know, all of that sort of stuff, but you're cancelled. Careless baristas who line up the sipping hole of the lid with the crease in the takeaway cup, leading to mass leakage. You're cancelled. So he's gone on <laughs> off like this. Big first world problems he's talking about here. Yeah. Um, but uh, seriously, uh, if we're going to cancel old TV shows, where does it stop, Scotty? It's it's just a world gone. Absolutely mad. Well, then... End of rant. Uh, there was another one that I saw. Um, there is now the cancellation of a show called Paw Patrol. Are you familiar with the work of Paw Patrol? No, I'm not. I'm assuming, okay. assuming it involves dogs. Yeah, it involves dogs. And one of the dogs is dressed up as a police officer. So yeah. they've cancelled it. Oh, God. They've cancelled it. Really? Taken it off. Yep. Uh, for what reason? Absolutely NFI. Yeah. Um, no flipping idea, mate. Yeah. Um, I, it, I mean, I, you know, it led me to think about what's next. What's 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 the next list going to be? Um, let me share this with you. Uh, can it be called Blackadder anymore? One of the most brilliant shows ever True. To, to hit our screens. Rowan Atkinson, just it a was genius. Brilliant. So, are you allowed to call it Blackadder anymore? Yeah, there's a show called Black Books. Yep. Yeah. Is Do we have Black Magic anymore? No. No, no we talked about Black yeah, Magic last yeah. week. <laughs> you only can cure that by going into the bay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not coming <laughs> and back. not coming back. <laughs> um, does Humphrey have to put pants on? Oh, of course. <laughs> it's very PC for bears to run around without I mean, trousers. He's had bears and more pants for 40 years. <laughs> I mean, seriously, where does it come to an end? Yeah. I mean... Is it now White Hawk Down? Yeah, correct. You know? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to call it? Helicopter Down? It's not. It's called a Black Hawk mm. because that's what it is. Because it's the colour of, of It's a bird. the colour. Well, in fact, and then somebody argued with me the other day, black's actually not a colour, it's a shade. It is a colour. I'm an artist. Yeah, I'll well, tell there you, you go. Yeah, well, last time I checked, it was. Mm. <laughs> um, hey, um, yeah, but, um, you know, where does it stop? Because, um, you know... Um, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. I mean, God, the world goes on. Um, you know, our old friends, you know. Kingswood Country. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? Uh, and what about, uh, did we talk about the other week, the um, the, the carry-on films, you know, with Hattie, yeah. Hattie Jake and and and, uh, and the like? Yeah. I mean, they are as raunchy and, you know, crazy as, as anything going around at the time. No were, mate. Well, look, let's take a big breath, go to an ad break right. and come back because we need to move on from this because we'll just... 
<laughs> go, we'll go down the rabbit hole, mate. Yeah, we will. Right? I just want to. I, I want to know how did we end up here? Is my last question. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. anyway. <laughs> work it out. <laughs> when your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Jessica was only three years old when her mum died. Still hurting from the loss as a teenager, her mental health declined and she turned to drugs and alcohol. Thanks to Mission Australia, Jessica received support to process her trauma and heal from her dependencies. Finally, she can smile at the future. Please donate today to help a young person turn their life around. Call 1-800-888868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au. If you're feeling alone and struggling with your mental health, give the SANE forums a go. I'm not an actor, I do have a mental illness, and I find that they've really helped me. You may actually find that there is someone there that you can just chat away with most days. You do feel anonymous, and you don't feel as if you put something up there, you're going to be shouted down and have to leave a forum. And that's the beauty of the SANE forums. For online support and connection for people affected by mental illness, visit saneforums.org. Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And you're back with the guns on a Sunday afternoon. And we've calmed down a bit. We've oh. uh, we've just run outside and just taken a couple of deep breaths. I just had to go and sing Kumbaya yeah, just to calm right. down. Just you to know? calm down. From the, <laughs> we were discussing before the break, as you probably heard, some of the political uh, correctness gone mad. Yep. Um, but you did want to mention Delveen to me. Well, and, I did because uh, any, I... anything with Delveen Delaney in the headline, I tend to read. Yeah, that's right. And look, uh, I I just think she she potentially has sort of summed it up quite nicely. So there was a piece in the uh, in the little paper on uh, Friday. Um, whereby, uh, I'll just read some of the excerpts here, 70s pin-up, Delvin Delaney, has lamented the loss of Australian larrikinism. Now, hasn't that summed it up beautifully? Yep. Saying she never felt exploited, never felt exploited in her work on the Paul Hogan Show. Reflecting on suggestions, traditional larrikin humour was sexist, um, exploitative and bullying on the Sky News TV special, The Death of the Aussie Larrikin, the former beauty queen and weather presenter, said she was always in on the joke, right? So she's up to her eyeballs in it. She's part of it. Nothing came from left field. I was quite happy to be the resident sex symbol, Delaney said in the special, airing on June the 16th at 8 p.m. So we can actually watch that tomorrow night. Um, uh, I enjoyed being sexy. Why not? I've never felt disempowered and on reflection still don't. Delaney was offered portrayed... Uh, as the ditzy bond on the show, she went on to marry Paul Hogan's creative partner, John Strop Cornell, who was the brains trust behind the whole thing. 
Um, she was on The Young Doctors, The Box. Um, old school, uh, old school shows were honest. So you know, if you, everyone's entitled to an opinion, Rutsy. But when you have somebody who is at the cut and thrust of yeah. being on air and coming out saying, no, 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 this is not about people, you know, doing terrible things to me or putting me down or making me feel devalued or, um, she was part of the show, the show. Um, you know, and again, that whole larrikinism piece is what we, it, you know, we talked about what's in our DNA. I mean, if that's that, that's in our DNA, and every week something seems to get stripped out of it more and more, um, due to uh, you know people's views and political mm. correctness, and everyone's. In, I love the fact we live in a democratic society, and you can all we can all freedom of speech and everything else that goes with it. And don't even start me about the rally last week because we'll get to that. Um, uh, on that, on the strength of that, I just love the piece that she's written, saying just take a breath for a minute. I think it'll be interesting because it's um, the the show you're referring to is called The Death of the Aussie Larrikin, yeah. which is on Tuesday night Tuesday on Sky, night. and it's put yep. together by Paul Fennick, who was in a show called Fat Pizza. I don't know if you ever caught oh, Fat Pizza's yeah, work, yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. a yeah, good work. mildly amusing little yep. show. It was indeed. But um, basically, he's exploring the history of the larrikin, its Australian origin, and asks who, if anyone, defines larrikin culture at a time when political correctness is taking over. He said it's a tricky one. On one hand, it really isn't cool if you're hurting someone with art or comedy. I get that. But at the same time, as a person from another era, I do think that we're at a point where people can be so thin-skinned that they can't take anything. Once comedy starts to veer into territory that is mean-spirited, then that's crossing the line. But some of the uh, you know comments that have been made lately is um, is in danger of um, destroying the great thing about Larrikinism. So it'll be an interesting show to watch, Scotty. I mean, in the end, this could potentially change some of our vernacular. You know, some of the the language that we use to describe things. And you know, and I know there are things that were said back in the. 70s and 80s, yeah, okay, you can't say them any, anymore, and you know some of them are reasonable. And but can can we just not make the line really thick and wide? Can can we, you know, can some common sense just stay there for as long as possible? Yeah. So I'm going to give you some common sense, and I'm going to do, give you some Peter Cook and Dudley Moore work. <laughs> do they go in the same sentence? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, only on only in my mind. <laughs> So um, I'm going to read this out because this is the sort of thing that I think we people might take offence at, but they don't need to, right? Because yeah, it's right actually up. bloody funny. Yeah, right. So uh, the sketch was called uh, One Leg Too Few, and it documents the troubled attempt by a one-legged actor called Mr. Spigot to audition for the role of Tarzan. <laughs> now, only Peter Cook and Dudley Moore could come up with the premise of that. Doesn't right? need two legs. He needs just two arms. So the comic <laughs> logic of the sketch comes not from the cruelty towards the actor played by Cook's sidekick, Dudley Moore, but the awkwardness of Cook as the painfully polite casting agent trying to explain gently (laughs) to Mr. Spigot why he's unsuitable for the role. Cook, Uh, Mr. Spigot, need I point out to you where your deficiency lies as regards landing the role? (laughs) Moore, yes, I think you ought to. Cook, need I say with overmuch emphasis that it is in the that it is in the leg division that you are deficient. <laughs> leg division. More, the leg division? Cook, yes, the leg division, Mr. Spigot. You are deficient in it, to the tune of one. <laughs> your right leg I like. I like your right leg. A lovely leg for the role. That's what I said when I saw you come in. I said, a lovely leg for the role. 
I've got nothing against your right leg. The trouble is, neither have you. Only Cook and Moore could write oh, brilliant were, scripture like that, could they? They were geniuses, aren't they? Yeah, weren't they ever? Yeah. I love that. It's work. a bit like, uh, I'll tell you what I do fondly remember, um, and I think back to, uh, honestly, how quite brilliant they were, and I... I I didn't appreciate it back then, but my dear late father was a very big fan of the Goon Show. Oh, they were very good. So 12 o'clock on a Saturday, you know, we'd be sitting at the kitchen table eating a a chip butty, get the hot chips and and a bit of bread, and uh, we'd sit there and uh, and I'd be listening to this stuff and, you know, I'd be laughing at at bits and pieces, but, you know, when I really think back, and and I'm going to have to go back and find some uh, old audio because they were were Absolutely, oh, yeah. just brilliant, and uh, that falls right into that category. The the Cooks and Moors and the um, and the Gunshay Boys. So, uh, no, great work by all of them in the days when we didn't have a, a lot else to do, Rutsy. No, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> now, Scotty, I I want to play a song today. Yes. And I've gone for a very um, esoteric oh, theme today. You're going all esoteric. I've on me gone now. esoteric. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'm going to play this song, and I'll come back after the song and tell you why it's why my theme is esoteric. Okay. Okay.
Yeah, Scotty. So I've been uh, I was playing a bit of Lenny Kravitz last night because I sort of missed the uh, yeah. the great man because he had to cancel like everybody yes, else. Yes, that's right. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, he you you think Lenny Kravitz, you think one or two songs, but he's actually got a good half dozen to. 10 really belting tracks, yep. including that one, which no. I really, really like. Yeah, fan of Where these. are you running? Yep. And uh, that's my theme, uh, song theme ah, for the day. It's, it's running. Go. It's running. But it's running without a G. Oh, it's R-U-N-N-I-N apostrophe, as in two smoking, smoking guns. guns. I'm doing a theme along the lines of running. Running. So you can think of many songs with run-ing. Yes. In the title, that's yeah. not hard. Yeah. What is hard uh, is to take to take out a consonant uh, <laughs> and replace it with an apostrophe, and then see how you go. You've just gone to the musical bowels. Of I the have world. gone <laughs> deep today into the bowels of history, and I've even picked a song that links back to Lenny. So I uh, I've done a lot of homework uh, this weekend, you Scotty. Gone well, well, uh, well. To be fair, I did half an hour this morning. <laughs> That's about it. Hey, While I was having my coffee. One of our favourite things happened when I was, uh, was watching TV on Friday night. There was, um, uh, I was watching Millionaire Hot Seat. Millionaire? And they had a Portman 2 question. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. Yes, Very good. Was, well, you uh, won't actually want to watch it uh, tomorrow night, Scotty. My lad's on it. What? Yes. On Millionaire? Yes. Is he? Yes. I think he's on tomorrow night or Tuesday night. Is he? Yes. Ah. Have a look. Do you know how he goes? I do, but I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> no, that's right. But I know he didn't get a portmanteau question because oh, okay. he would have not got that. Is this um, um, son eldest or son youngest? Son eldest. Son eldest. Yes. Well yes. done. Yes. That's have a bit brilliant. of a listen. Looking to listen. Oh, I will. I'm. Uh, I'm very partial. The, br- the bride went I, with her. I like to. Um, I like to watch that show. I like the just yeah. to sort of answer the questions and you know. It makes you feel stuff. intelligent, doesn't well, it? Well, it's just it. it Sometimes I um, I get quite bemused as to what I do know, yeah, well, and what others don't, <laughs> and, and then what, and then really most of it that I don't. <laughs> I, watch, I watch it to feel smarter than the average bear. Uh, hey, now sorry, I do have to do this again. I've got to give another little quick shout out to uh, to Lucas and Jeez, Oscar. You're full of shout outs. Today, oh, look, mate. Uh, look, the, the, bo- the boys hadn't arrived when we did the when oh, we did the, okay. the first shout out. So we're so, building um, our show around the arrival yeah, of a couple of teenagers. Yeah, no, a couple of young lads. They're good lads, and uh, so. I just said uh, I'd give them a shout out today. So Oscar and Lucas, you uh, make sure Auntie Dan gives you plenty of ice cream, boys, and uh, <laughs> just load up and uh, have a lovely afternoon. Now the um, footy's back, Scotty. Yes, the footy's back. Bang, it's back. Yep. And did you watch? Uh, I didn't watch. I, I can't watch Richmond Collingwood really. Well, I had to. I just um, I needed the fix. But I did turn it on for the last fifteen minutes. Right, and it was actually quite exciting finish. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a mundane game or was it all right? Was it over the line? The mark? Yeah, I didn't see that bit. Oh, that's the whole controversial piece oh, about the game is oh. that old mate from the Tigers who had the brain um, oh, yeah, surgery Jackson. last year um, in with two minutes to go, I believe. Oh, I might have seen it. It's taken a mark, and then, but it looks as though the, the ball's firmly in his hands behind the line. Anyway, oh. there's lots of... lots of um, Look, just low scoring, which I thought was a bit disappointing, yeah, but I mean, I it was that. an arm wrestle. It's like a rolling ball. It was like, I did watch the, uh, with great amusement, I watched the Carlton-Melbourne game. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, Carlton has shot, yeah. and then Melbourne do what they 
typically do is tried to lose it from yeah, quarter time. Yeah, they just, they keep um, they keep thinking about the word capitulation. Capitulation, <laughs> and uh, I think they got excited because oh, Buller's opening oh, next week. We're in front. They got a bit excited, <laughs> and then of course, of course Carlton when they yeah. had the g- game at their mercy, yeah. and then proceeded to try and lose it. So yeah. it was a, two yeah. sides trying to lose. Yeah, it's quite um, an interesting and game. The uh, and of course the. Um, the Cats go to the Hawks, and I'll touch up. Yes, and the Suns yeah. won. And the Suns beat the West Coast. Yes. So that was... Uh, and we've got the, uh, oh, the mighty mate. Saints we're, on tonight, I'll tell mate. you, we're counting, mate. Counting what, what have we got? 6.05, so yeah. we've got about three and, a, I don't want it, three and a half oh, hours yeah. or something, and... I'll tell you what, the cushions will be fluffed up ready and there'll be... Going ne- buying a couple mate, of cold refreshments yeah, after the show. Be, yeah, there'll be, there'll be something just to wash down, just to stop us going hoarse. That's right, but, you the, know. but um, crowds are back at the footy, Scotty. I know. They had 2,240 fans at the Power Crows game yesterday. Is it worth it? After coronavirus lockdown restrictions were eased in South Australia. Right. All those 2,240 fans were on day release. <laughs> um, spectators described as surreal uh, and but friendly. Um, there were no problems queuing, um, and they had plenty of space to stretch out. They said they had to complete a health checklist on arrival, yep. and were encouraged to download the COVID Safe app. Yeah, um, and then some supporters had golden tickets. I want to talk about golden that. Golden yes. tickets. So they had designated uh, gates at the Ovals North and South End. Every second turnstile was used. You know, it's one person every four seats. It's, uh, it's How many people got the lift to go up to the so super You could box. bring your own food and drink. Oh, could you? Because they didn't know. Oh, you're allowed to bring a slab well, now. Was, yeah, you can bring yeah, an back to the old days. Back, back to the old days at Moorabbin. Bring the, uh, the bathtub. Bring, bring the six depth <laughs> charges with you. Hey, so the, so maybe what you just said about... Oh, see, I thought the people in the crowd um, were actually wearing the uniform of their club. What you're telling me is it was actually their prison yeah, outfit. No. <laughs> no, that was me being a bit facetious. Oh, no, very good. But um, there's a, there's a, the idea they do have is a way of gently introducing um, uh, crowds back. Yeah is the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Yeah. So this is the concept here of a golden ticket ballot for members. So what would happen was, say, you'd have, I don't know, St Kilda's got 50,000 members or almost. Yep. So they might they might say, all right, well, there's 10,000 people allowed at the Thingo Stadium, whatever it's called now, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. And that's um, 5,000, so it's like every one in 10 gets, to, gets the golden ticket. Right. And that's that's the concept of what they're thinking about introducing, which is interesting, right? Hmm. Because um, it's uh, it'd be pretty exciting if you got the golden ticket yeah, and you so. could go to the football. And there was one gentleman I saw in the paper who um, he got the golden ticket and was allowed to go, and he took cardboard cutouts of his family who he normally sits with at the football. Oh. So he took them all in, right. set them all up, <laughs> and <laughs> had a good day talking to cardboard <laughs> By uh, whilst he was supporting his football team. Oh, that's so, too funny. There you go. That was very amusing. Well, so. I mean, if you think back, um, you'd you'd frame that you'd frame that golden ticket then, wouldn't you? Well, because it, it, I mean, look, it's something a bit different, isn't you, it? You can't imagine unless something else in the world happens, you know, in the future. But certainly for now, you know, it'd be, be pretty rare to. Well, I got I got a golden ticket to go back to the, the first game with ten thousand people in the midst of a global pandemic. Back in my day, when the coronavirus, <laughs> when was I was on, a young boy, we had a coronavirus. <laughs> Um, you mentioned something um, last week to me, yes. which was another one of your marketing concepts, which is around playing um, sound effects yep. every time someone was holding the ball. I did. 
And I started to see that sneaking in mm. to a couple of the broadcasts mm. I've listened to. There's a bit of faint background yes. crowd noise rumble going yes, on. There is. So, but it's, they're not taking it far enough. They need to go with the ball. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I said that from day one, you've got to have the bloke up there. So they've got all these genius bikes that can do all this stuff, yeah. right? So, so you, just get, need, you just need one guy with a microphone yeah. supporting the footy. Yeah. So say one for one from St Kilda and one from, one from Footscray, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And we just need to be mic'd up such that every time we yell ball, it's amplified, yeah. you know, many times. And uh, it sounds like a crowd. So I could just watch the footy. They could come around to my joint and stick a microphone in front of me. Yeah. And I'd give them plenty of sound effects. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No yeah. problem at all. Yeah, it, it'll last about 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the footy with you. Seven second delay. Seven second delay. Seven second, Seven panic second button, delay. Dump button, dump button, dump button. Oh, no. But, mate, it's absolutely right. I mean, you could you surely you could go back to a, a grand final day and just get the grab of ball yeah. yes oh, and yes. just play it and play it through the speakers in the stadium is yeah. what i'm get also people saying revved up get but have something for the players at the ground even right i don't understand why you can't play the rumble of yeah. whoa, whoa, you know Correct. all that stuff that goes anyway anyway yeah, we'll take um, a break and we'll come back and talk about a bit more footy and uh, a couple of other things right on. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. As part of Victoria's big build, we're removing level crossings in the southeast. Buses will replace trains on the Frankston and Stony Point lines between Moorabbin and Mordialic until the 26th of July. Find out if you're affected at bigbuild.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Southern FM sponsor. In times like these, you can watch your favourite artists from the comfort of your living room, from their home to yours. But when it comes to the real thing, it takes an army of workers to help put a concert on. They can't work right now, but they're ready and waiting to do it all again. Until then, you can support the artists and the crew behind the scenes by donating to Support Act. Support Act, the heart and hand of Australian music. Too many people with a mental health condition see no way out. Eight people die by suicide each day in Australia. Three million are living with anxiety or depression. Beyond Blue Support Service is here to help. Your donation can help save lives. Right, sir. I'll knock. Lieutenant, I'll knock. I'm senior to you. All right, sir. Remember, I'm a guard's officer. Yes, sir. Now lift me up to the knocker. Right? Hop! Knock away, sir. 
I'm just playing a bit of that for you, oh, Scotty. You I've got me a bit some of goons. Harry Seekham and some goons. That's some magnificent. Spike Millicent, Milligan yeah, and Milligan. Some Peter Sellers. Yeah, that's magnificent. Yeah, a little bit of goons. No, lost uh, in translation to most of our audience that's these all right. days. Now we're but, talking uh, about all things that were just sort of brilliant and probably ahead of their time, and maybe some things you just can't play anymore. Yes. But I'll tell you what: if we can't, if we can't, I play did. Them. I did find some Derek and Clive, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's playing Mate, with death. I'm in the blue room. <laughs> Right, so any blue that happens comes out of here, not out of not out of your yeah. buttons. Hey, just off the back of uh, what we're just talking about with the footy and and playing uh, some sound effects and whatnot, I I found a lovely little piece, and uh, if you'll allow me to indulge, and in, uh, for the purpose of um, remaining on air uh, going <laughs> yeah. forward, and for uh, not listener not losing um, whatever audience that we actually have, I promise not to sing this, uh, which will come as a great joy to many people. Uh, but there's a lady uh, by the name of Jean uh, Lossano of Bulleen, and she's actually penned an anthem, and it's to the tune of Up There Kazali. So you're going to have to use your imagination a little bit here and just sort of get that tune in your head in terms of what it is. But I'd, I'd like to share uh, these lyrics that she wrote because I, I think they're just they're, they're really quite fantastic. So um, if you can imagine Up There Kazali and uh, getting underway... Oh, <laughs> So, um, all right, that's the. So, can you get rid of the words? Yes, no, I can't do that. <laughs> can you just give me the music? And no, I can, can't do that. No, but that that's, just keep that in your head. Keep that in your head. Scotty so, will take us uh, away. So, then we'll go through this. So, isolation's how we're living, even weekends all the time. Can't go support your footy team. Get out and you'll be fined. We all like football, but there's a corona thing around. Can't go to the G together because footy's in lockdown. No one's there. It's crazy. In there, no fight. Out there, just home screen. Can't show them your might. Not there. It's crazy. Don't let them in. Abide like an angel. It's an empty stadium. No one's there. It's crazy. An empty stadium. In their desolation, don't let them in. No, there, it's not there, it's crazy. No four and twenties to bite. Locked in like the devil, the crowd's all inside. No one there, it's crazy. In there, so quiet. Out there, we're longing to see a crowd riot. (laughs) (laughs) Not there, it's crazy. Supporters must hide. Lockdown's our devil. The crowd's home inside. The crowd is all inside. Oh, very good. <laughs> so that's her, uh, that's her lovely little piece that she wrote, and I thought that was pretty damn clever, and uh, I just thought I'd give a little shout-out to her as I'm doing more of my shout-outs today. So Jean, uh, Jean of Bulleen, well done to you. Um, that's uh, Ripper. That's it. The great anthem. Well, that and that and to me, the the other one for me is uh, the Holy Grail. Oh yeah, uh, which is just outstanding, isn't it? Now, it what is. have you what have you got for me? So it's I'm returning nice, returning serve over very, to you. Very nice segue because uh, Mark Seymour was in the news on yes, the weekend. Yes, he was, and uh, he of the great hunters and collectors. And I might add uh, some excellent solo work that he's done over the years too, if you've not caught up with that. He's a very, very talented man. Yep. Um, Obviously, the music industry has been smashed by this corona thing and uh, advocates and uh, participants in the music scene and people like me who go to lots of gigs 
a quite devo about it. <laughs> devo, are you, mate? Yes, yes, devo. <laughs> um, but obviously, uh, I don't have a problem because I've got a job, but these people don't have a jobs because they're used to playing gigs every week yeah. to um, earn a living. Spot on. Um, now, obviously, uh, Mark Seymour's um, probably got a couple of shekels and put them aside. So, um, you know, whilst he's used to playing gigs every weekend he's and had to postpone his shows, he's, he's got... He's got some money. Um, but, um, you know, he said he feared for the next generation of bands and technicians without state government support. Mm. He said it'd be great for the government to step in for the short term to preserve the infrastructure we have. And he's talking about, you know, people in their 20s trying to find their way, stepping into the music business because venues, music venues and pubs uh, have been really hard hit and they're probably going to be quite a few that aren't going to make it out um, because of the... You know, I guess the staging in of, of, you know, people allowing to go to venues. I mean, 50 people in a venue the size of the corner wouldn't even... You can't even put staff on, Scotty. To, you no. couldn't make any money doing that. No, so correct. Anyway, um, he uh, he is supporting something that Patrick Donovan from Music Victoria has initiated, which is called Save Our Scene. And I've signed this petition, and I urge anyone listening to this show to sign it. I'm yep. sure this people involved in this... Um, on this uh, radio station would support it, especially Mark Bisson and the boys, yep. because um, it's really calling on the state government to provide some financial support to venues and the people in the live music scene and a clear set of markers for reopening. And it's been signed by 15,000 people already, so I'd urge you, Scotty, and yep. all of your friends to Happy sign to. it. It's online. You just have to give them your email and your name. Happy it's not, to, not, mate. not difficult. Um, music, live music injects $1.47 billion, with a B, into the Victorian economy each year. Melbourne is one of the more robust music capitals of the world. Um, We often say it's the music capital of the world, so I think it's time for Dan Andrews to step up and support something that's bringing in pretty much as much money as all the Chinese bloody tourists that he seems to like and support on his Belt and Road (laughs) Initiative. Whack! Whack! (laughs) Um, And this 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 thing's thing's culturally very important to Melbourne and Victoria live music, and uh, as well as as people's livings, it's um, it's one of the very fabrics of our our city and our economy. Yep. Um, So uh, I would urge everyone to get behind the Save Our Scene petition. Because uh, a recent survey of small to medium venues revealed 42% won't make it to the end of the year. So that would be a tragedy. And uh, I urge the Premier and his government, whilst they're flicking money around left, right and centre, to dedicate a little bit to our music scene. End of rant. Mm. Uh, No, but you're absolutely right, mate. It's... um you know, and and not so much for for me, but I, but I know how much it means to you, and you know you love to getting out and seeing your bands and supporting them, and um, you know it's part of uh, part of people's release and entertainment. So it's, it's you know it's both sides of the well, fence. You, you, but, you take you know. it for granted, right? I mean, you you look at all the great Australian artists we've got. You know, like the Teskey Brothers we talk about the yep. other week, who're number one in the country. They got their start in pubs not so long ago. Courtney Barnett, who's an international superstar now. She's she's playing around pubs in in Brunswick, right? Yep. If the pubs aren't there, they can't play. No one can yep. hear their music. Yep. And therefore, our lives will be much the poorer. Um, 
And our, um, our little friend from uh, Frankston, who then went up to Byron Bay, who's now an international megastar. You yeah. know, she was busking in Frankston six months ago. Yeah, you know? Tones. Yeah. Tones. Yeah. Yep. Tones so um, we need all those venues back yeah. open, and uh, so some financial support would be nice. I know yep. everyone's got their hand out at the moment, but that would be nice. Yep. But also, importantly, I think we've got to give some form of exception uh, to some of the music venues, all this gathery gathering rules of limiting fifty, etc. I think it's not viable yeah. for many music venues to open. And uh, you know, everyone will do the right thing. They'll they'll get checked before they go into the venue. They'll have their COVID safe app. They'll do all that nonsense. Yeah. Um, but it's very important that people are allowed to be treated as adults and yeah. make choices about where they go. If yeah. they can, if ten thousand of them can go and stand in the street. <clears throat> On right. a particular topic, I don't think we're going to quibble over 200, 300 people going to small inner city music venues. Yeah, please. Uh, no, mate, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, as I was just saying before, um, uh, don't start me about the rally, and it's got nothing to do with what the, shit what, the, what, the, what the rally was uh, representing. But the fact that we've done all of this hard work for the last three or four months now in uh, you know behaving and following the rules. And then we 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 get ten thousand people in there um, wearing masks that do absolutely jack diddly, and now we find that there's one or two or three cases or whatever that has now been pinpointed back to that environment. Um, so we just cross everything that we don't have a second wave as a as a result of that. But I'm all for and support people's right to protest, um, of which you know so do our authorities. But um, but we broke the rules quite mm. simply last week, you know. And then they're saying um, with some smaller rallies in other states, you know, if there's um, if there's twenty people that go there, they're all going to get fined. But we get ten thousand, and not one person gets fined because so, it's too hard. It's just too hard, mate. I think that's exactly where it sits. But uh, anywho, um, so yeah. So on that, yeah. so um, what do you got? The Save Our Scene petition. Go to it, Google it, sign it, get it going. Let's get twenty five, thirty thousand yep. people and uh, get some action going on that. Great, front. love it. Um, so do we want to continue on. I do want to read you this article. I don't, we need a. We need a. I feel like I need a drink. Right. So, um, segue to this. <laughs> you can't have a drink in the studio. You write, read out an article about drinking. Um, um, now, it's about cucumbers. It's all about cucumbers, Scotty. Oh, hang on. It's all about cucumbers. It's about drinking. <laughs> this drink is just too cuke, as the sub-editor went, which I didn't think too that was that. Too cuke. C-U-K-E. Come on, do bit. Like, gin, gin and tonics, right? Yep. Uh, a drink that uh, many of us like. Yep. Gin, a, gin, a gin company is encouraging people to grow their own cucumbers to garnish their cocktails at home. Right. Because, you know, I mean, if you've ever had a, a gin and tonic, it's a bit of cucumber and it's quite nice. Some yeah. people like lemon. Oh, yeah, I prefer um, lemon myself. But some well, people like cucumber. Yeah. Hendrix Gin um, is offering cucumber seeds so people can get uh, growing in their own backyard. So you go and buy a bottle of that and you get a packet of cucumber seeds. Oh, and you Fabulous. can plant them in your back garden and grow some cucumbers okay. to pop in your G&T, mate. Right. He, uh, each, uh, there's a lot of bars who are launching a cocktail delivery service, and each delivery comes with a Cultivate Your Cucumber Growing Kit, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> I think this is great. So, right. you know, I love gin, says the, uh, says the editor, and any gin drinks, and the fact that you can grow the garnish from your own garden is great. Right. So, uh, there you go. Okay. 
Okay. Cucumber seeds. What a ripper, mate. Or you can go to the supermarket <laughs> and, and you buy one. your tonic and buy one. <laughs> Just buy one. <laughs> hey, now, was that potentially off the back? If I'm not mistaken, I reckon somebody told me on Friday that yesterday was World International Gin Day. Was it? Yes, I believe so. Bugger, I missed it. Yeah, I know. I forgot it. <laughs> I should have these penciled in my diary <laughs> oh, these days. Well, they should release a calendar. We, we miss Burger Day. I mean, there's got to be. There's got to be. I mean, somewhere in the world, there'd have to be a, a, a grog day of something. Well, you know, you know when it's World Secretary. Well, day there you or, go. You now know, there's world a whatever. But day. there's an idea for us. We should produce a calendar of all the stuff. World International Gin Day, Hamburger Day. It's important. How we're we're running that... a social service oh, here, Scotty. I think but... it's important for people to know next week, for instance, so that the... it might be World Beetroot Day. Well, this is our IP now, right? Yes. So the two smoking guns are going to produce a calendar. We're going to find something on every day of the year to make people aware. Yeah. How about that? Awareness. Yeah. It's the two smoking guns annual calendar of nothingness. Let's <laughs> make them about food and grog. Yeah, exactly. Just about food or and wine. Or random food silliness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic calendar. So for instance, and, and if we've got any gaps in the calendar, yep. we can make stuff up. Yeah, or it could just go for two days. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So one might be International Gin Day. The next one might be International How to Cure a Hangover Day. Yeah, or International Gin Day followed by International Day for Silly Walks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Followed by Hangover Day. Spot on, yeah. old son. I reckon. Fo- followed by International Burger Day. I reckon we're gonna we're gonna make this come hell or high water. <laughs> and uh, so, if anybody thinks they're gonna pinch that idea, this is recorded. This show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Here's another little. Um, so. Uh, Scotty, I've got a random track for you yeah. that you've never heard of oh. and I've never heard of <laughs> until this morning. Fair chance. <laughs> <laughs> come on. So I'm going to play this. It's very random for this show, right. but I'm going to come back after it and explain why I've chosen it.
Great man. So like all great songs written in the 70s, uh, they finish with a drum roll, and uh, that's no exception. That was a band, Scotty. Yes. This is, this, is, this is part of your musical education. Yes. So that was a band called The Guess Who. The Get Who. The Guess Who. The Guess Who, The Guess yes. Who, with, a, with a, a little track called Runnin', with right. an apostrophe, not a G. Yes. Back to Saskatoon. Running back to Saskatoon. Now, they're a Canadian band. Right. And they, uh, one of the members was Randy Backman. And what band did he go on to form? Oh, a uh, little thing called Backman Turner Overdrive, which oh, you may have heard of back yeah, in the 70s. Vaguely, yeah. But there's a link to Lenny Kravitz, oh. which is why I played that song. Right. Because Lenny Kravitz had a song called American Woman. They wrote it. Is that right? There you go. There you go. So, Lenny Kravitz' song, American Good Woman. Song. It's a cover woman. of their song, no, well. and it's a very, very different song. So yeah. Lenny's taken it, and he's turned it into his own. But that sort of had a bit of uh, Lenny sound to it. Yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit of um, 70s sort of groovy yeah, stuff going on a, there. Yeah, there's a little bit. So but Lenny's heavier. But, oh, well, yeah. the it's taking you way back in time, mate. You're only yeah. a young man back in the <laughs> well, 70s, I know that. You've just taken me back 50 years, yeah. mate. <laughs> so that's, that's why it's a bit different for this show, but oh. I thought, you know, I just want to show... A, a side to me that's Righto. got some lovely segues there and uh, respectful yeah, of a bit of history and there's some cover version stuff going on there. I like that. You're a musical genius, mate. You, uh, that's why you're in charge of all things music <laughs> here. Now, now, I've been busting at the chops for this, uh, um, but I want you to do it um, just so we can have a little bit of a banter about this. Uh, I noticed that there were two particular gentlemen that might be playing golf with each other. So oh, no, I do love this. Can you? This, I've uh, been waiting all day yeah, for this. I, have, I, I was going to Lead off with I it. read with it. I think it's the only thing that you and I both, sort of uh, both both had. And uh, when I read one of the when I read one of the lines about rules of engagement, which I won't, um, <laughs> I won't, I won't, um, I won't sir, trump you. <laughs> Um, uh, go ahead, mate. Can you just enlighten well, us as to what this game is? It's a great be about? article, actually. It's a great article, and uh, it's about our friend uh, the Trump Master and yeah. his little buddy Rocket Man. Uh, <laughs> From King, King Kim Jong Un, right? So, yeah. so I'm gonna uh, basically I'm gonna read this. Um, it's it's he's he's basically said he wouldn't mind having a game of golf with the Rocket Man. Huh? <laughs> 
reckon? You he imagine, likes his golf. Can you imagine Rocketman standing there on the first tee in his plus fours? In his black pyjamas. <laughs> in his black pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Donald Trump has, dis- is, is, has displayed a recent willingness to get back to doing what he does best, yeah. cheating, cheating in a variety of ways yeah, at golf. Yeah, now, exactly. for those of you that don't know, apparently Donald is a well-known cheat on the golf course. Yep. So I'll get to the punchline. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean the, this. So anyway, the, this is sacrilege, though, isn't this it? Is, I mean, this is sacrilege on a golf course. So his serial cheating on a golf course was laid bare in a book by Rick Riley titled "Commander and Cheat: How Golf Explains Trump," <laughs> which claims Trump doesn't just cheat at golf; he throws it, he boots it, he moves it, he lies about it. He fludges and foozles and fluffs. <laughs> what does that mean? God, I don't even know what those words mean. This is a man who kicked his ball so often that a caddy nicknamed him Pele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just gold. Oh, hey? Dear, dear. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> But how best to use Trump's cheating skills in terms of matchmakers? Surely there's none better than dear old Don King, a man who mastered the art of sincerity by practicing insincerity at every chance. (laughs) And who to play against Trump in a winner-takes-all event in which playing conditions must be followed? His little mate, Rocket Man. North Korean leader Kim (laughs) Jong-un is bred to be a golfer, given his father, Kim Jong-il, kicked off his career with five holes in one on his way to a 38 under 34. Now, I don't know if you know the story of this, but uh, they, they trump themselves up to be godlike and superhuman, right? These yeah. Korean dictator guys. Yeah. Yeah. And the father once claimed that he played golf and had five holes in one and he had a 38 under 34 round. <laughs> Now, he's a little bit like Trump. He, he makes his own th- well, fake, fake news well, up, right? All, all I can think of is that the hole is so big <laughs> that, that he's actually got a nuclear weapon to make the hole, which is the size of the green. So, <laughs> so, so, so in any, if, if, if we're going to have this fantasy matchup, oh, right? Donald Trump versus uh, Kim Jong-un. Pele versus the Rocket Man. Oh, that's just... <laughs> There's got to be some rules of engagement, and, uh, and and there's a few here, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, these will be so. Like, uh, so standing. to your point about the hole size, any putt under eight foot is a gimme. <laughs> <laughs> And then it would be questionable as to how far eight feet actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are allowed to drop up to ten balls around from your pocket. <laughs> you can ground your clubs in bunkers. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> Movement is allowed while the opponent is about to play. <laughs> Talking is allowed while the opponent's about to play. Oh, could you imagine? Golf carts are allowed on greens. Park next to Balls are allowed to be teed up on fairways. Only one sledge permitted a hole. You're allowed to use the foot wedge at will. <laughs> And a caddy can carry a chainsaw for foliage <laughs> removal. 
I could just imagine that uh, Kim's caddy would actually be shot if his ball was never found in the rough. Well, he'd just, he'd <laughs> he'd just shoot him. rockets at the bush <laughs> to clear them just, out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. Bring in that bulldozer so we can find that ball. <laughs> what a game of golf oh. that would be. You know, the recent game that they had with... Um, with um, the, the match play, the match play one with yeah, the Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods and, and the other guy. This would be this. This would rate its socks off. I'll tell you what I'd love to see. I'd love Donald to... Trump and the Rocket Man cheating at golf for eighteen holes. I'd love to see the Simpsons actually make that into an episode. Oh, <laughs> how good would it be? <laughs> that that or uh, what? What's that other crazy uh, cartoon? The cartoon style show that's on TV. The South Park. South Park. Yeah, oh, they did that. make that movie about uh, Kim, about his father. <clears throat> well, in fact, it's interesting. Kim Jong Il. Because um, there was, was uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, America. Ah. Oh. Um, uh, Not with the puppets. Yeah, with the puppets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, that one? Oh, Talk about politically oh, incorrect. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that, you, that, that, it verges on unwatchable, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Especially when um, Kim Jong-il <clears throat> goes with, I'm Ronry. Oh, yeah. I'm so oh, so I, 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 in fact, you've just reminded I'm going to have to give it out again and, and, it and cap- watch called, it. What's it called? Captain America? Yeah, yeah no, it's... Um, oh. Yeah, it's just got America in the title or some yeah. description, but uh, it'll come to be. And they've got that theme song, which can't be repeated on this yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, there's not <laughs> enough warnings for us to be able to even remotely go there. So Buffed and Tuft and High for And there's, just, there's, there's, there's a lot of puppets doing Hush McCundy in, oh, one, in oh, one scene. <laughs> it wasn't one of them with a skeleton. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Oh, my goodness um, me. Yeah, if you... Yeah, if you <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some other bits in there you just you can't even repeat. I don't think so. Um, but no, that would be uh, that would be a very funny, uh, very funny piece to see. I would have thought um, to imagine uh, just seeing that golf game play. Oh, it's called it's, oh. it's Team America. Oh, it Team America, Team that's America, it. and there's a second one, I think, Is as it? well. Yeah, I think so. Team America, Team America, that's it. Yeah. But uh, no, it was no, oh, the first, it, for, I, for the for the listening audience <clears throat> out there. If you if you if you're reasonably thick skinned, if you're very thin skinned oh, yeah, yeah. and don't like things that offend, yeah, 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 don't, don't watch don't it. Don't watch it. <laughs> if you like yep. things that. Uh, are offensive, yeah, because but highly amusing. It, Watch it. It makes Borat look like play school. <laughs> it, does. it makes Ted, oh, yeah, Ted, Ted look pretty tame. Well, Ted too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I, did I you, I so we out, want to watch that. We want to see that, that game. I walked out of that film. You didn't Ted, like it, did Ted? You? The no, first one. No, you didn't. no, I just actually found it. I don't know. I, I, I'm a thin skin on that day. Thin skin on that day. I think I was thin skin. You that must have day. had a dermal peel or yeah, something. I don't know. Like no, it just it just didn't uh, didn't strike the chord <laughs> with me. Now I'm concerned. Are you? Oh, yes. And you know, when I say I'm concerned, you you should be concerned too. I'm concerned that Yumchar is dead. Oh no! Be still, my heart. What's happening? Well, because of um, said my corona. Um, the 21st century saw the meteoric rise of shared dining, which is basically what Yum Char is. You know, we all we just order. Well, shared plates are a thing. It's like plates, Spanish, order everything. it's like yeah, Chinese. Correct. Correct. It's like I was at an Indian restaurant through the week. You chuck it all in the middle. The and whole nine yards, my in. friend, the whole nine yards. So the familiar practice of passing around a plate and tongs 
has been outlawed for the foreseeable future. By whom and by, by right. and where? Uh, according to the Restaurants and Catering Association, Safe Work Australia's new guidelines. Oh, God. So not only can we not go to the pubs until recently, uh, now we can go to a restaurant, you actually can't go and have yum cha. Mate, I mean, the, what's the so, men's one hundred trolleys? Yeah. is what we do, mate. And, and along with the beer Olympics, the men's one hundred yeah. pots. You know, I mean, I mean, what is the world coming to? To offer a safe dining experience, restaurants must present shared menu items on individual plates. But what if I don't want to eat three prawn ginger dumplings? Well, you've got to now. I have you to eat them you all. Can't, you can't, you can't share, share them. them. Me. No, no. You put your chopsticks in. What about anyway? Peking duck pancakes when they come out and they chop the duck up and they serve it all to well, you and you help it? that might be all right because they actually serve that to your individual plate. But oh. you and I can't dunk our chopsticks into the same, you know, S- s- yeah, seafood. Chili sauce. Well, chili sauce or yeah. even the, um, you know, the seafood dumplings or the, uh, the shumai. Oh, you do it! You do it at three o'clock every week. You make me hungry. <laughs> we always end up with food about three o'clock because the thing is, I'm hungry as well. See, I the I, pot sticker too. You, you know, just getting those pot stickers out of the. Hey, I tell you what, I'm having pot. when I'm going home this afternoon. I found some Chinese sausage. Oh, it's <laughs> your favourite. Oh, yeah, it's got uh, comes in about uh, a little packet of eight. You can oh, get it at the yeah. supermarket, and then you buy the sweet. What, what's everyone else having? Sweet, so, uh, <laughs> Do you n- all that? Not Chinese sausage. Uh, no, I'm going to make something else for dinner as well. But there is a little bit of that there. And I'll tell well, you. Well, this what, is a disaster for for culinary <laughs> geniuses like us. <laughs> That you can't, That's what I mean. you can't share food I mean, anymore. The, it's the whole time... reason you go out to lunch is Correct. you share stories, anecdotes, and food. So the, that beautiful calamari that we have at that lovely place down yes. in Church Street, no names, no pack drill, can't yeah. do it. Um, but we've been there many times, yep. had production meetings there. I think this show was invented there. Probably. And possibly, over a shared yeah, plate. Over a shared plate of calamari. Uh, we, we can't do that anymore. Well, see, all that is, see, see it's going to destroy I mean, creativity. You know, and then they're talking about making it tax deductible. Well, it doesn't matter, because you still can't do it anyway. Yeah, what, what's hey? come of that? Because I was very excited. <clears throat> you were excited the other week, and I've heard nothing about that, that since. No, no, they've kiboshed that. Have they? Because there's, there's, there's not, they like taxing everything. You see? Oh, so were they going to let us do that if they were going to increase the GSC from 10% to 15% possibly? Something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Get the carrot out, swing it in front of us, and then get the stick. I must investigate that further. Can you just look into that a bit? Because I was very excited that week. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, if there's the end of Yum Char... Um, I, I'll just about curl up and. Well, that, uh, I'm I'm happy to take up. the streets with a banner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we dress up as a Chinese dragon. Yep. and uh, we we just go and annoy people. Oh. Um, and I'll tell you one thing that I have become a little bit partial to lately. I was down at a uh, that big market down in South Melbourne recently. Yes, uh, where I said to you that I'd cop the uh, thousand meter stare from the lady because I jumped the queue yeah, in the Tim Tim stand. You did, you did. Uh, so she looked at me as though uh, I was in another country and uh, didn't have my passport and I was about to be um, <laughs> exalted from the uh, from said uh, place of where I was standing. Um, but I did go down there that weekend and uh, came across some uh, marinated octopus. When was the last time you ate some marinated octopus? Oh, a long time ago. Now, let me tell you, if you reckon I'm a bit partial to Chinese sausage... A it, bit partial? <laughs> it's got a rival. Oh, so no. the marinated octopus. Now the only part about it is, 
It's anywhere, depending on where you buy it, it's anywhere between 65 and $80 a kilo. Does it? Where yeah. Where it come from? Wuhan. No, it comes out of the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't understand why it's so expensive. I think it must it's, be special marinade. I, well, there is a love, there's a beautiful marinade. Like, it's pickled and it's yeah. to die for. But... You know, see a little container. You love know, small container of the marinade octopus. And what are you whacking that on the flush frying that on the barbecue? Oh no, straight out. No, it's it's straight in the gob, mate. Straight out. The oh gob. yeah, it's toothpick out of the container. I'm going to buy some on the way home. Straight out, straight out of the container and, into the gob. Yeah, and do yeah. not pass go. No, do not collect two hundred dollars. I don't know whether it's been cooked already or not, but it's marinated in this most magnificent flavour. Soft and oh, it's moist, mate. I'm, I'm going to buy you some. Yeah, I like I'm going to I'm going to bring you some next Sunday, right? So there's a little place up on North Road. And again, no names, no pack drill. But if you go over East Boundary Road, there's a little place up there on the left. Yes. I'll tell you after the show. And it's a... Uh, the, uh, the, Is it I, a Chinese grocer? Well, no. It, no, it's actually it's European. Mm. Um, and... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continental. And, uh, yeah, well, very much so. And I stood next to a bloke and he said, you have no idea how far I travel just to come here and get all of this gear that uh, that he gets. Mm. And they've got it up there at uh, $65 a kilo. I reckon she was $80 a kilo down in Centre Road. So I got touched up a bit down there the other day. Uh, but no, I picked up a container. It was about 12 bucks. Um but worth every single mouthful. It was so we absolute. might as well declare three o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. the food segment. Yeah, well, I reckon we. I tell you what, we should probably do is get to three o'clock. Uh, just play a whole bunch of music for ten minutes and eat. And, and <laughs> race down the road and, and get just, a couple bit of yumcha. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get them to send us some of the calamari from Church Street, and we'll uh, we'll give that a rating. So uh, uh, anyway, there we go. We can only hope that uh, we can have shared meals again at some stage and. Let's only hope that the lazy Susan continues its bastion in in honour of our culinary delights that we seek. We love the Susan. We love Susan. Don't we? Yeah, Yeah, we love the Susan. Susan's a good girl. Yep, she goes beautiful. You mentioned the the, uh, Chinese um, (laughs) menu there. Yes. I read an article in the paper about Chinese tourism. Obviously on the wane at oh, the minute. Yeah, not going so well. Not going so bit well. Bit like the because, uh, the China um, air stands that I saw earlier this well, year. Well, a bit <laughs> like that. Um, but China, of course, um, doesn't mind using its tourism as a weapon. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, obviously a totalitarian government, and uh, all their travel distribution is highly regulated and centralised, so they can control where people go. Um, most of the Chinese travel, of course, is group travel. Um, yep. And they've previously demonstrated their ability to uh, halt that in 2017 when they stopped many of their citizens holidaying in South Korea after Seoul deployed a, uh, an anti-missile system, if you remember. Yep. That cost the uh, South Korean economy $7 billion in lost tourism. Great. Well, we're on our way uh, to that because um, before the pandemic, um, China had 1.4 million visitors coming to Australia each year and spending $12.4 billion. Cheapest, greatest. That's all good. And we're 156 flights between China and Australia per week. Is that because we said we don't trust them very much? Well, it's obviously been locked down and then we're having a little bit of a diplomatic uh, tate-a-tate, a little bit shall of we say? Argy-bargy. Argy-bargy or a tate-a-tate. <laughs> but um, they make up of our tourism industry is $45.4 billion, 
right? Yep. They make up 12.4 billion of that. So whatever that percentage is, a fair bit, 20% probably, 25%. Yep. Um, so um, the issue is going to be um, whether China allows its um, its um, population to visit Australia. I think the one thing we've got going for us is we're a clean destination, right? So yep. we're probably perceived by many other nations post-COVID as a, as a smarter, sort of safer um, place to visit. Probably up to us whether we, uh, when and how we let people back. But um, yes, that's interesting. Only in the context of um, and, a, and a really ordinary segue from um, the hundred <laughs> meter men's trolley. But um, a lot of people involved in the tourism industry are really struggling, and there's no ready replacement for China. Clearly, no. With that amount of people and that amount of mass, no, you just don't go and tourism. find another China just sort of hiding somewhere that hasn't sort of bobbed its head up. No, do you? you don't. No. You don't. And people, you know, people can say India, but you know, most of them are here anyway. So, yep. But um, anyway, that's 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 apropos of nothing. I just All thought right. I spotted that in the paper. And do we have um, to play? We, serious. We've got to look after Mr. Tooley, I reckon. So now get uh, get down and support this great man. Yes, uh, I saw him on. Uh, of shades I saw designs. him through the week, and I mentioned that we were still um, playing his yep. um, advertising Very on good. the show. Did and you he tell, said, tell him he's due for a new sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention that. <laughs> Uh, that, that's come around uh, pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll start negotiations. But he's getting short. incredible value from it because obviously the people that are listening to the show are going down and seeing him and good and getting there. Well, get down and support him. And I know it's probably not the, exactly the time of the, uh, but you know, in preparation for spring and summer, do oh, yeah. get your early plans in, and tools will help you out and uh, go and support a great business. Uh, he's been a great supporter of us and in uh, this station. And let's hear about uh, the great man via this lovely voiceover. The dulcet tones of. Uh, of, uh, Colin. Yeah. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians, and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Thanks, Australia, for doing your bit to help stop the spread of coronavirus, for downloading the COVID Safe app, for keeping your distance and staying at home, for the sacrifices you've made, and for stepping up in these tough times. The changes aren't easy, but they are working. So keep going. And don't forget, if you haven't already, download the COVID Safe app today. Visit australia.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Hi, this is Peter Bell for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. In footy, control is a big part of the game. It's the same when you're on the road. Get behind the wheel after you've been drinking and you're more likely to lose control and cause a crash, hurt or even kill someone. That someone could be your best mate. So when you plan to drink, plan ahead. Share a taxi or arrange a designated driver who won't drink. You'll make the road a safer place for all of us. Hi, I'm Pauline O'Brien, the presenter of In the Middle of an Island. Come and join me on Wizfiz Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon, where I just play the music that I'd love to listen to, whilst I'm just laying back in the hammock with the remote control and a lovely strawberry daiquiri. In the Middle of an Island, on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon, Plenty time for lots of love 
From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM.
going, oh, Tom Petty. Hey. <laughs> That'll get you up. That'll get you, boy. blood. That's a ripper. That's That'll a, get you moving gee. around the lounge room on a Sunday. It's a lovely, timeless uh, piece as always. Tom Petty. How yeah. good was Tom yeah, Petty? Yeah, he's, he's damn good, wasn't he? I love Tom yep. Petty. Uh, sadly, sadly departed the, the coil two, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did, he did, did he? Yep, yeah, he did. did he die, did he? Yeah, yeah. so there yeah. is a song called Running Down a Dream yeah. and Running with an apostrophe, not a G. Yep. Um, in accordance it. with my selected song theme of the week, you've which is Running Without a G and with an apostrophe. You've done very well. And if you well. can find any many songs mm. with that context, yeah. I'll, um, <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I'll see you. I've got, one, I've got one more remaining. Have you? I do. Very good, I'll say. Which I shall play in a little while, but we love Tom Petty. And uh, yep. I was actually uh, reclining on the couch last night. Um, my girl was out and um, someone was doing something and um, on my own. Yep. And uh, I flicked over from the footy and uh, watched a Tom Petty concert on YouTube. Did you? I did. <laughs> So when you when you can't go to the music, the music comes to you. Mate, most Saturday nights in my lounge room is a concert auditorium. <laughs> I love it, mate. Which I love. Brilliant. Hey, I saw something very interesting. Um, and um, <laughs> it really did catch my eye. So when, when I read the masthead that says, uh, back to school for NAB staff. Oh, yes. I could only just remotely imagine what that might mean. Um, so I decided to pursue and uh, read my way through the article. NAB is rolling out a compulsory education program for its 34,000 staff with the first module covering topics that include... So what do you think they'd be going back to learn, Rutsi? Would it be some economics or... Uh, how to it- count? How to count and um, how to actually monitor foreign exchange transactions, okay, perhaps. So, so um, you got hope that some of that's in there, but there's a couple of other little um, uh, little topics that they're going to cover. Um, there's one here called ethics. <laughs> not required, is it? In a bank, <laughs> uh, conduct and meeting the expectations of being in the banking industry. That'd be good. That'd be good because you're in it. So, so. If you go to learn how to be a, a surgeon, would it be helpful to know how to operate on someone? Yeah. Yeah, you think so. <laughs> yeah, so if you worked in a bank, wouldn't you think that meeting the expectations of your customers might be somewhere remotely up there? <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. and, and all of this, uh, they're investing in a sweeping education program would help make fewer mistakes going forward. And none would be better, but fewer is good. I'll tell you what. You know, is, is, uh, is that a sweeping of uh, sweeping under the carpet? Oh, <laughs> mate, I tell you what, they'd be the biggest rug of all time. There's that much to sweep under. I would have thought, allegedly, um, uh, about uh, the the financial sector. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but um, based on our real commission, that uh, for some time got a lot of pushback um, for it to not happen. Um, there was a hell of a lot that came out of it, wasn't there? It certainly was, Scotty. Not a good time to be a banker. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Not a popular um, pastime around no, the barbecue. Now, now, what have you got for me? Oh, I've got Come the on. great, the great one. Yeah, the great one. <laughs> well, it's not that great. <laughs> it's not that great, but it amused me. <laughs> this is a bloke. This, <laughs> this is a bloke in Cambodia, right? Yes. And the sub, the sub editing headline, which I, you know, I'm a big fan of sub editing. He's gone. These lawn decorations are a blast. 
So the story goes, authorities in Cambodia have scolded a man. They haven't arrested him, they've just scolded him. A good old-fashioned hand-slapping. <laughs> right. For his lawn decorations, which are old landmines and other abandoned ordnance still containing live explosives. Oh, so some of them are actually uh, got a little bit of kick left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About 30 unexploded <laughs> munitions were hung from a tamarind tree and scattered around the man's yard. Oh, my God. Said uh, Ken Shriang, an official from the Cambodian Mines Action Centre, CMAC, the government agency that oversees mine clearance. Ken Sring, who collected the munitions for destruction, said they were left over from three decades of civil war war that ended in the 90s and that most of the mines were active and dangerous. He said said the man, not not mentioned the man, the man had gathered the devices from rice fields and forests near his home to sell as scrap. The man told the police that after the government banned the sale and purchase of landmines and other unexploded ordnance, he didn't know what to do with them. Right. So he's put them in his garden. Right. So um, So some people have obviously force field. Violators of the ban are really prosecuted because they're poor villagers just seeking an extra income. So this man has got 30 unexploded munitions hanging from his tree. So, um, not a popular place to visit his house, yeah, and you don't want to kick the footy over his front yard. Come over for a Sunday roast? No, I think I'll be okay, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, no, oh no, it's a, honest, you know, it's, a, it's still a country that's full of a lot of millions yeah. and millions of um, unclear landmines, which is a sad tale, but that's, there's a very u- good use for them. Just hang them, in, hang them in your fruit tree out the front. Right. Yes. Okay. That's not good. No. Uh, and an interesting selection. I mean, some people get gnomes, and some well, people know, get some people have statues. Some rose people bushes. have little wind chimes wind hanging chimes? from their trees. No, I'm, I'll just get. I'm a hoping wood. his wind chimes aren't banging together. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a few things going bang in the night. Kaboom! <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> they're, not, they're not wind chimes going twinkle, oh, twinkle, twinkle. They're just going that's, kaboomski. That's too funny. Well, um, uh, apropos to nothing about what you've just said, and in in your words, <laughs> um, I came across a, a, a very funny little piece. There's a, a couple of very well-behaved prisoners, Rutsy. Hmm. Um, so um, these uh, chaps are in Rome, Roma. Yeah, in Roma. Uh, two inmates who stage a spectacular jailbreak in Rome uh, left a polite note saying they would be back shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Just popped out to the yeah, local restaurant. Yeah. After attending to a family matter. <laughs> oh. Yes. So David uh, Zhuknevich, 40, and his cousin Lil Abmatevich, 46, don't ask me to say those again because it'll sound different, um, saw their way through the bars of their cell in um, Rebibia. Uh, used a fire hose to scale the wall and then used bolt cutters to get through a wire fence. Um, the letter... Exp- uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Scotty. You have a question? I have a question. Yes. Um, how does one... <laughs> How does one obtain bolt cutters in a prison? <laughs> and, and the fire hose. And the not, fire hose, I'm, which has just ha- happened to be lying around. Yeah, I, I think they might have had some help. I'm yeah. not sure. Um, and possibly somebody else wrote the letter for them. I'm not sure about that either. Their letter explained that they needed to help their sons who had got into bad company. Ah. <laughs> yeah, they might have been in bad company themselves, which is what they ended up with. They did. Um, <laughs> but they would return. Um um, uh, uh. The last piece, uh, may I share? Oh, yeah. yeah. They've not been seen since they fled on the <laughs> night of June 2nd. 
I don't think they're coming back <laughs> unless somebody finds them. How good is that? Yeah, I'm sorry. We've broken out. <laughs> is this porridge? <laughs> this is the Godfather. Oh, the Godfather. <laughs> hey, Johnny, we'll be back. We'll be back. Trust me, you know. Got to take care of some family business. We're just popping out to take care of some family business. <laughs> you do what you do. I do what I do, but brother, if I gotta kill you, I will. <laughs> oh, very good, love it, it's love one it. Of my favorite, uh, my favorite scenes with Al Pacino oh, and Robert yeah. De Niro, where yeah. they're just sitting there. But brother, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> great. Oh, yeah, it's just great, yep. great series of movies because there were th- what, three in the end. Yeah, three. I think so. Yeah, Godfather three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now that's a that's a worthwhile trilogy. Oh, absolutely. To be yeah, pa- yeah. Parking yeah. yourself down. Mate, and watching you, you start on Saturday morning and just go all oh, the way through the whole very day. Good. Yep. Very good. Very good. Uh, not that I'd uh, watch that over Bathurst, but uh, come close second. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm tipping your two your two mates had a bit of inside help. Yeah. Well, you from know the, the family. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We just need some bolt cutters. We just get a, just need a fire hose and some bolt cutters. Can you kind of arrange that? For uh, us? I, I, I love, uh, I love it. I, I've just watched, recently been watching a whole bunch of impersonations. And yeah. There was a, a chap on um, the uh, what's old mate who does the Saturday night show that we both love now. Um, um, the English bloke. Is he uh, died? No, no, no. Oh God! Now see, it's getting late in the day. Oh, the now. English bloke. Oh no, yeah. Graham. Yeah, uh, yeah Graham Norton, Norton right? Yeah. So there's a there's, so. Um, uh, Pacino, um, no, De Niro was actually on his panel one night, oh, and he, yeah. there's a young bloke there who came on who's just in, in awe of him, and he goes through that uh, reper- repertoire of um, Pacino, um, you know, talking to De Niro in, the, in that coffee shop, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's, um, But then he, he goes on to do a whole bunch of other voices, and then there's one chap uh, who I've seen who does nearly a hundred voices, and he he does uh, he does some voices that if you just shut your eyes, it, it's absolutely those those people, but absolutely brilliant. Yeah. What have, what have you got there? I reckon I've got it. I reckon I've. Found oh, this is the the uh, the piece between the two of them. I think so. Yeah, they're sitting in a cafeteria across, just sitting across from each other in the window. If that's if you've got the right footage there. Yeah, I might not have it. it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, some of those, yeah, but, some um, of them, some of them are just brilliant. You know, the the other one is the uh, is it the Christopher Walken that you know that he talks in a particular way, <laughs> and it's really quite interesting to listen to Christopher talk. This is uh, your mate doing Brando. That's him. Wouldn't it be great to do that in the movie? <laughs> yeah, that was him. Yeah, that's Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! But the one no, before the that, other oh, the other guy is the one doing De Ni- doing the scene between De Niro. And Pacino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're no. worth watching again. Yeah, go, and, go and look those up. They're, uh, they're a beauty. Now, um, I'll tell you what. Can we just slip into something completely different? 
Or you try it on, well, see how it goes, mate. All right, well, I'll just, I'll just run this past you because the other this is a completely random show. Yeah, you know well, that. you know, we we can very only, tightly produced and choreographed and edited. We don't know how to do anything else, Rutsy. We you know, don't two, know what we're doing from is, one second to the next. We just said we'll create this little uh, animal called Two Smoking Guns, and we won't have a clue what it's about until we sit down and press the on button on. every Sunday. <laughs> well, sometimes we press it. Well, I tell you now, this uh, this next piece was motivated by my mother, in fact, uh, who I saw yesterday. Hello, mum, if you're listening, Good. and um, and she's quite she's quite the wordsmith, and uh, she was telling me about a game that's the the verbal the, the verbal equivalent of uh, Pictionary. So you actually get a description, and you have to read a description to someone, and they have to try and guess what it is. But you can't gesticulate or point, you know, you, you've yeah. got to use words. So yeah. it's a, apparently it's a brilliant game. Anyway, one of the things that, um, that came up as part of that, or she said to me, um, what, uh, what's the collective noun for a group of sharks? And, uh, and I shared that with you earlier. Oh, uh, I think... I said it was a pool of you sharks. Said, you said it was a pool of sharks, and that would be pretty reasonable. I, I would have said it might have been a school of sharks, but yeah. you know, but it's actually a shiver. Oh. So, and I'd never heard of that, which gave me rise to think um, about a, a bunch of other ones that you know, and not not the obvious ones. But oh, well, um, you've invented a new segment. Yeah, so I. So, so we I'm might gonna... uh, we might get into that after a quick break, Scotty. Perhaps well, done. Why don't you why don't you hold that and we'll turn it into a segment. I'll find some theme music for it and okay. that's how we'll roll. I'll, I'll just tee it up. Okay, cheers. <laughs> when your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. After over 25 years of broadcasting into homes across Australia, the Minister for Communications, Paul Fletcher, intends to switch off community television stations by June 30 this year. Community television provides an open access, free-to-air platform for Australians to connect, to learn, to educate, to express themselves and showcases our diverse and vibrant local communities. But on July 1, it will be gone from the airways forever. For more information, email info at c31.org.au. Eggs. You can fry them, scramble them, poach them, boil them or race them on a spoon. But uncooked eggs can be a risk for food poisoning. So avoid buying dirty or cracked eggs. Always wash your hands after handling eggs. And if you're concerned, pregnant, elderly or have a poor immune system, make sure you cook eggs until the yolk starts to firm. Or look for new pasteurised eggs with a green pea symbol. A message from the Food Safety Information Council, supported by Australian Pasteurised Eggs. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. 
And welcome back to Two Smoking Guns. Correct. And uh, before the break, uh, Scotty, you uh, invented a new segment and you gave me two minutes to find a theme song for the segment. Yep. What did you find um, for me? I found this for you. <laughs> what is this? There's a song that I my mother. That's uh, Harry Seacombe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't give me so much time. To do, so it's to do with my mother and not the animals. Well, that's that's what. Yeah, which you know. Anyway, that's all right. That's, all right. that's the so, best I could do. No, well done, old son. So this was a. Uh, as I said, this gave me rise to uh, go back and look at you know what other collective nouns there were for uh, groups of um, of different animals. So I was just flicking through the list, and I'm going to throw them at you and just see. Um, Are you uh, throw them at me? Yes, I'm going to throw oh, them good. at you. Great. So just see. So so let me warm you up. Yes. Right. So um, what would you? What's the collective noun for a group of bees? Um, a bumble of bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is two smoking guns, isn't it? Seriously. What about a swarm? A swarm works yeah. as well. I'm happy with that. All right. What about a group of camels? A hump of camels. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong here? <laughs> Yeah, it's called a caravan. That of one, of course, it yeah, is a caravan yeah. of camels. Yeah, what about a, a what about a collection of cobras? Ah, oh, that would be a a a, um, a bag of cobras. <laughs> a no. uh, a a collective of no, cobras. Collective of cobras. No, they're they're actually known as a quiver of cobras. Oh, really? A quiver, yes. And I thought what a, that was a collective noun for arrows. Yeah. <laughs> or sharp little knives. Yes. A quiver uh, of cobras. Yeah, quiver. Oh, so I get it now. If you can't think of a name... Yeah, you just make one up. No, you've got to have one that rhymes. Oh, oh quiver of cobras. Oh, okay, go. so this will completely buggy your theory then. <laughs> what about a collection of crocodiles? A cornucopia of crocodiles. No, um, it's something that they actually do. It's a, a bask of crocodiles. A bask? Yeah, they bask as, in, as the sun. in the Spanish separatists. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, you, what has a bunch of feuding Spanish got to do with crocodiles? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's a bask. Now, you'll know this one. What about a, a, a collection of crows? A murder. A murder, right. Yeah. So I just want to get you back on the horse. Oh, right? <laughs> what about a group of donkeys? Uh, an ass of donkeys? <laughs> They're commonly known as a drove. A drove. Right, let's get you back donkeys. on the get you back on the horse. What about a, a school of fish? Oh. <laughs> a school of a fish. A school of fish. How am I going? Uh, what about a group of uh, geese? A gaggle. A gaggle. Well done. Uh, oh, what about what about a collection of giraffes? A this is in keeping with parliament the anim- of uh, giraffes. No, but uh, in keeping with the animal itself, a tower, <laughs> oh, <laughs> a tower of giraffes. Too easy. How I would have that? gone with gaggle. <clears throat> now, uh, you should guess this based on your musical or, uh, love of all things musical. Mm. What's a collection of gorillas? A collection of gorillas. Um. Oh. A collection of gorillas. Something that you go and see. Really? Mm. A band. A band. 
yes. band of gorillas. Yeah. So, see, whoever made up these collective names let, let themselves down oh, on that you. one. Oh, but how good's that? All the big band he- of gorillas. All, all the big hairy boys. Is that, is that like the gorilla that does that in the air tonight, drum solo <laughs> yeah. for Phil Collins? Yeah, correct. What about a collection of hippopotami? Oh, yes. Now, I did know this because we went to Africa and we were told this. It's a, it's a, it's a something of hit, 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 oh, a rhymes with float. Ah, uh, uh, no, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> a, um, it's a ripper. Oh, Never heard of it. No, I've got, a, got a, a bloat. A bloat. B l o a t. A bloat, bloat of, of hippo. hippos. Yep. What about a collection of hyenas? Um. Oh yeah. Um. It's not a herd. It's not a. No. It's not a. No. Got nothing, yeah. mate. Got nothing. A cackle. Oh well, that's because cackle of the sound. Because of the sound. Oh, yeah. I get it. Cackle. Um, okay, so well, there's one you answered before, but I'll uh, I'll throw it back at you again. A, a collection of owls. Oh, that's a, is that is that a parliament that, that's of owls? A parliament of correct. Oh, he's a ripper. Uh, what about a collection of parrots? Uh Procession of parrots. Oh, not not, not bad. A, not bad. A party of parrots. Not, not bad. A a population of I'll, parrots. I'll put you out of misery. Um, a pandemonium. A, pa- a pandemonium <laughs> of parrots. How good's that? That could be one of the best collective nouns ever. Oh, now, now here's the one that probably is the most fitting and in keeping with the animal. So, what is what a collection of porcupines? Oh, a prickly. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. A prickle. A prickle, <laughs> a prickle of porcupines. How good is that? Um, Very good. Very good. What about, uh, well, I'll just do another couple, but these are pretty funny. Um, what about a collection of uh, rhinoceroses? Oh, a, um, a, a renegade of rhinoceroses. Nearly. Sort of nearly. It's, a what are the, what, room full of rhinoceroses. Uh, it's actually um, a crash. A crash. a crash of rhinoceroses. How's that? Huh? That's highly appropriate for how, um, they, how they navigate the forest. Uh, right over. Well, let's sort of. Oh, here we go. What about a, uh, a collection of zebras? <laughs> a zoom of zebras. Right, not, a, not far. Same a number of letters. Z- same a, number of letters. A a, a herd. <laughs> same number of letters beginning uh, with Z. <laughs> No, uh, it's a, a zeal. A zeal. A zeal of zebras. Fantastic. Yep. So anyway, I just Every day is a school day, day, on, a school the day on, the, on the guns. Yeah, exactly. That's Very fun. good. Well, Scotty, I must find my final running apostrophe yeah, song. Very good. We'll dig, dig into that now. It's a very groovy number, very mellow number, because it's, you know, it's sort of getting on in the afternoon. People are... People are getting ready for the footy, so I just want to keep people a bit calm for a while. Two hours, 15, mate. Yeah, correct. Two hours, correct. So we'll just play this one, and we'll come back, and we'll just do a couple of final things, yep. and then we'll pop off Done. into the afternoon. Rip so up. here's a little groovy one for you, Scotty. Right up.
There you go, Scotty. A bit of Doobie Brothers. <laughs> doobie, doobie, doobie. Yeah, long train running, but yeah. running with Another an apostrophe. Another running. You're a genius, mate. That's, a... That had a little bit of a kicking, little nice little yeah, guitar riff to a... it, didn't it? You chuka 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 chuka. I love that. Uh, Speaking of um chuka um chuka um chuka boom boom. Oh, boom 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 boom. Boris, oh. <laughs> Boris, the bonking man. Uh, uh, Johnson is um, he's lifted he's lifted his band. Remember, I spoke oh. last week about yeah. Boris had a bonking band in place yeah, in no the UK, and you couldn't sleep over at your boyfriend or girlfriend's no. house or your mistress or mistress's house, and, <laughs> and how that was uh, totally inappropriate for him, yep. given that he's had uh, seven children by three different women yeah. uh, at last count. Uh, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> it could be more, could be more. <laughs> um, but um, he's um, he's lifts Boris lifts bonk band. Uh. So that, see, that is just gold for a sub-editor. Well, what am I going with? Well, Back-flipping you know. Boris lifts bonking back band. Flipped, but backflip on bonking. But now into a bubble. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah, so he's basically eased restrictions on couples staying overnight at each other's houses with single bubbles to be introduced from the weekend. Yeah. So you can, you can only bonk in a bubble. Yeah, that's right. 
Where do you where do you get a bubble? I don't know where you buy bubbles. Yes. yes. Do you get bubbles from Buddings? <laughs> a bonking bubble. A bonking bubble from Buddings. I might try, go online try, and search for try a bonking and say, bubble. Try and say that. And see what I find. Try and say that at halftime tonight, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, so it's good well, It's good news yeah, for the well, UK. Well, I mean, they've lost people, sadly. Because so. they're obviously in a different state of restriction than we are here. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly with their bonking yeah. bubbles. Yeah. Um, but um, that's good news for all the people in the UK who have been probably suppressing a... A bubble urge or two? Um, do, you, do you think Ansel might make those bubbles? <laughs> I think amongst, amongst other things, they may. It might just amongst be a, surgical gloves that they just, probably make. Just a natural extension of some of the primary products that they produce. It's part of their product range uh, yeah. expansion. Yeah, exactly. From, so, um, from uh, self-inflatable, self-inflatable, bonking, bonking bubbles. <laughs> Awesome. Now, speaking of sort of uh, cheeky sort of things, um, he's sort of a nice little segue. There's a chap here in Melbourne uh, who happened to go up to the Gold Coast a couple of years ago, uh, back in uh, 2017. And um, it says, uh, man sues after big wedgie. <laughs> Where could this go now, wrong? This is, in, this is this the, um, the wedgie that you get from the um, water parks? When uh, you come down well, the, the tube, it, it's uh, that's what I was thinking. And yeah, when you uh, come I, down I, a tube and you land in the water, yeah, and you get a right. bit of a wedgie from your budgie yeah, smugglers. Yeah, correct. So, uh, well, sort of. Uh, he he said that uh, it was actually a bit more a bit more to it than that oh, for him. Okay. So uh, he's actually gone um, up to uh, Queensland and gone to this place with uh, with a giant water slide, and they claim to have the, the, the biggest giant water slide in Australia or something or something. Excuse me, something like that. Um, claiming he felt his left hip pop when he made contact with the back inflatable wall at the end of the water slide as he tried to stop. So he's gone down, said water I've slide. Gone through. Yeah, so he's gone down, and what they say to them is you've got to spread your legs and spread your arms in order to create some um, traction and, and your build up of water. So you, you probably don't hit the end, which right. is probably the idea. He's probably gone down like a like a missile. Like a rocket man. He's probably lucky he didn't go down head first. Uh, anyway, so he's selling for just uh, just under half a, a million clams, um, claiming that the... Um, uh, this is before the courts, but it's in the paper, so I'm only reading what's been uh, reported. Um, urged the attraction owners uh, failed to protect him from the risk of injury uh, to ensure the ride was safe and to give him proper instructions on how to slide safely. <laughs> so in order to slow yourself down, you reach the flat bit, you come out of the lane, you splay your arms and legs, Mr. Uh, Batterson claimed uh, staff instructed him. Um, uh. He claimed in court documents the park was to blame for allowing excessive flow, an, an excessive flow of water on the slide, which resulted in him sliding at a speed which caused him to collide with the back wall of the slide. So, uh, did, where, he, did he did he get an injury? Uh, well, he's claiming uh, that he thinks he thinks down the track he'll need a hip replacement because it went pop. Well, um, or probably all uh, of us will if we live on. Yeah, enough. so need to be his hip will need to be replaced in coming years. He took nineteen days off work uh, at the RSCV. He switched to a lower paying job to reduce his travel time, um, which had become painful due to his hip. Uh, no defence was filed to, to the claims, and no hearing date was set. Uh, and there was me thinking that he had to get, go, undergo about an eight-hour operation in order to remove his budgie smugglers from his sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. He oh, reckons well, mate. He's uh, oh. Popped hip. <laughs> popped hip. <laughs> well, oh, mate, time, time runs away from Catches us. Catches us again. Show. So here we don't are. don't know where those here. hours go. We just have too much fun. No, I don't know what we do. We just sit here and just sit here and do it. Do it. <laughs> sit here and do it, mate. That's all. So, um, sadly, uh, Scotty, I won't be around next weekend. Whoa. Yes, in, in breaking news. So I've got a, I'm going away for the weekend. Right um, to, and I haven't told um, I haven't told the headmaster yet. Oh, I haven't got a permission slip oh, from you, nor no, or the headmaster. Right, but I will be in Beechworth next weekend. Oh yeah, I think you said you and, had something um, you needed to I am there. back supporting our local economy and trying to help out the people who did it pretty tough during the bushfires. So we'll be heading up there next weekend. All right. Well, so sadly, the smoking guns won't be on the air next week no. unless you can find a replacement well, who can press yeah, buttons. Well, mate, yeah, well, that's the other thing or I've got to learn in the next five days. So um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll see how that we'll, rolls. It won't, uh, it's never the same when you're not here. We'll work sun, it. So we'll, we'll work we'll, it out. Some, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. And uh, thanks for listening today. We hope you've had a great Sunday afternoon. We hope you have a lovely week ahead. And again, uh, our best love and wishes to the skipper. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Uh, abide by the rules. And go the Saints! Oh, yeah, go the Mighties. <laughs> go the Mighties. See you Saints, soon, Scotty. See you, mate. Please be